Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. So today uh, I'm very excited because uh, today's topic is a very interesting. Um, it's uh, exciting uh, where the sour becomes, uh, the bitter becomes sweet and delicious. <laughs> you see, uh, it's a great relief for me to pass the, uh, the previous chapter, which is uh, chapter 18 of uh, the book of Revelation. You know why? Because uh, chapter 19, okay, the main focus on chapter 19 is the wedding feast okay or uh, the wedding reception okay uh, there's a song that says uh, an end it all end it all celebration so that celebration will be uh, the wedding that is going to happen It's the grandest wedding that you should be part of okay so you see in this world right now in our time uh, there's a lot of weddings going on, but that's not the, you know, that's just a practice, okay? The main thing that, you know, the weddings that are happening on earth are but a shadow, okay? A typification of what marriage is like, you know, according to God's design. And so uh, this morning, we are now on chapter 19. Uh, of Revelation, and this is uh, very important because you know what, we are going. Uh, we will finish on part fourteen. So today we are on part twelve. All right. So we have two more after this one, and it's very important. Uh, I don't want to miss the next chapter because the next chapter is about the judgments, and I tell you. Uh, it's a it's a it's a big thing it's it's something that's that's so awesome that uh, uh, the enemies of God or those who are who are trying to oppress the church will one day okay you know they, they cannot stand you know uh, uh, that time of judgment and and I want everyone to watch our next episode because uh, especially for those of you who are not saved yet because you know I want you to have a glimpse and understand what it's gonna be okay how how will it look like when when God is on his throne and he is the righteous and, and just God and what will happen to those who will refuse the Lord Jesus Christ? So that will be next week. And then the last episode of this chapter, that's why we call this the endgame story of God. Okay, so uh, it will conclude it all. And I'm going to tell you, uh, we will do our best to simplify, to help you understand that when that time comes, if we're not allowed to use the internet this platform anymore at least you heard it 
Okay? So, very important, especially the last part of this, ep uh, of this uh, series on the book of Revelation. So, don't you ever miss it. Okay? Because the last part uh, concludes the first part of this series, the whole thing. Okay? And uh, we will show you uh, the 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 big difference, okay? We will only have two groups of people in the world during the tribulation. So we're gonna show you, and so you can you know uh, weigh it and uh, evaluate yourself, okay? Uh, whether you are leaning on this side or you're leaning on the other side, okay? So that is very important first. But today's chapter is the turnabout. Okay, this is the turnaround thing. Hallelujah. And I'm so excited, guys. That is why let us begin. Okay, I know that uh, the previous chapters were like, you know, judgments on, 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 on the, um, the prostitute. And God is going to judge the city, uh, a city, a headquarters for all the, the, the murderous act. You know the brutality, all the the oppression, the, the the deception. You know, you have to. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to watch our previous, uh, our previous previous episode on this topic. Okay, so I'm not going to go back. We're going to proceed now. Okay, so now we're on Revelation chapter 19. Hallelujah! Get excited, guys. Okay, so verse one it says. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting. Now, listen. This time, ladies and gentlemen, there are shoutings. Okay. In heaven. Hallelujah. It says, Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. It's true. It belongs to a God forever and ever. Verse 2 says, For true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. You see, like I told you last week, God takes the offense personally, right? You know why? Because it was done against his own children, okay? And it was allowed. That's why we're telling you this ahead, okay? We're telling you this ahead. I'm going to tell you at the last episode of this series, we're going to tell you why would God allow such a thing, but then later on, he's going to vindicate his people. He's going to do retribution. So, you know, you, that's why this is called revelation. It's the unveiling of who God is. Okay, so get excited with the last episode. So now, let's go back to chapter 19. It says, ha, ha, ha. Where are we? Verse 3, it says. Okay, so now, uh, the, the time the, where God is uh, uh, serving justice, okay? He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Verse 3, it says, And again, they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her, from her, okay, goes up forever and ever. You see, when God judges, it's gonna be what? Forever. Okay, our sufferings here on earth, because we sided with God, is just momentary. But those who did not side with God, those who sided with the, 
with the government of the devil, okay, they are going to suffer what? Forever and ever. Okay? Like, like I said, I'm so excited I can't hold it, but I have to, you know, I have to prevent myself because uh, at the last part of this episode, I'm gonna show you something, okay? Where we, we're going to, we're going to uh, put them all together. Uh, Daniel, the Revelation, you know, Isaiah. We, we're gonna tie them and, and show you, no, you know, the, 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 uh, how God wrote the book and why, why, why he wants it to happen this way. I mean, how, how he knew everything already and that he already uh he saw what's gonna happen and he knew what will happen because he wrote what will happen and and, and he he gives us a precautionary i mean measure or or he he gives us a a warning he he want to show us ahead what's gonna happen so we could prepare all right but then the glory that comes after all the chaotic the 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 redemptive work of god after all of this you know it cannot be measured you know you you can, the joy that you have after all the clamor after all the, the the calamities after all the judgments after all the chaos that's gonna happen okay in the in the, the great tribulation is nothing compared to the joy, to the victory, to the bliss, to the glory, okay, that we will experience forever with our Lord. Hallelujah. Are you excited? Okay. Let's go back. All right. We are now on verse what? Okay. Verse 4. It says, The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It is uh, who was seated on the throne and they cried, Amen. Hallelujah. You see, everyone, everyone in heaven and, you know, everyone, especially the righteous congregation, they're so affected. I mean, they, they, they are rejoicing at this point of time, okay, in this narrative. And it says in verse, uh, so, so the 24 elders, the four living creatures, they worship God and they cried, Amen. They agreed to all the declarations, you know, like the declaration, the, the kingdom of this world has, be, has become the kingdom of our Lord and Christ. Now that's the takeover right there. Amen. Uh, verse 5, it says, Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both great and small. Okay, praise God. Verse 6, it says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of th thunder, shouting. So that's so loud, right? Uh, shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. Now I remember the song of Bob Fitz. The Lord reigns. You know that song? The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the earth rejoice. Let the earth rejoice. Let the people be glad. 
that our God reigns. Amen? So, it says, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Woo! When you hear that declaration, friends, hallelujah. I don't know how to describe the joy. Hallelujah. But it's our turn now. Okay, verse 7. Verse 7 says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come. The wedding of the Lamb has come. It has come! And it says, And His bride has made herself ready. Wow! Hallelujah! So we are going to go back to this part, okay? But we have to finish reading the whole chapter first, and then we're going to go back. Is that okay? I hope that's okay. And anyway, I'm the one uh, using the microphone. <laughs> so at this time, at this point, friends, our trials are turned into joy. Amen? Our grief and sadness into joy hallelujah our mourning you know our crying into dancing and laughter hallelujah our sufferings into joy hallelujah and so friends uh, you must understand this is it you see the turnaround will be the wedding the wedding not 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 really the kind of wedding that we used to i admit that we used to witness here on earth but actually the wedding reception now i'm gonna explain to you why <laughs> it begins with the reception okay later later so we'll go back to that so anyway verse 8 says fine linen bright and clean was given her to wear on the wedding so you, you, we're gonna see everyone wearing white so that's the uh, that's the theme. That's the color <laughs> of this wedding. It's white. Um, and it says, Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. And verse 9, it says, Then the angel said to me, Write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are true words of God. Now, I want you to listen carefully. It says in verse 9, The angel said to me, Write this. Okay? So, the angel doesn't want John to miss this part. That's why he said, What? Write this. Now, now you're listening to me. So, I want to say to you, Listen to this. Okay? <laughs> listen to this. This is very important. It says, Blessed are those who are who are invited, invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb, to the wedding reception. What? Wedding reception? Okay, later I will explain that. Okay? Verse 10, it says, At this I fell at his feet and worshipped him. This is John. Uh, he felt like uh, worshiping the angel who told him to write this, okay? But the angel, but he said to me, the angel said, the angel told John, don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. 
For it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. What is the spirit of prophecy? The spirit of prophecy is the what? The testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you testify, okay, about who Jesus is, what he did, that Jesus is going to come back as a king, as a conqueror, and that Jesus is going to rule, and that Jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords, you know, and Jesus, the second coming of Christ, you know, everything that has something to do with who Jesus is and what he did and what he will be doing when he comes. Okay, remember this. Remember this. That's the spirit of prophecy. So when you talk about who Jesus is and what he did, that's prophecy. It's foretelling and retelling. You are foretelling what's going to happen. That's why the end game story of God is foretelling and at the same time we are retelling the gospel. Okay? That the more because you are already, you have seen in advance what's going to happen in this planet. Okay? That is why People need the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, they need them now. Not later, now. Okay, because later, you know, tomorrow may be too late. Who knows what's going to happen to them? They might not wake up the next day. So if they have not given their lives to Jesus as their Lord and Savior, so what's going to be? They're lost forever. Or there are some people who were, you know, who traveled and then, you know, all of the sudden, you know, there, there is a great accident on the road, you know, direct head-on collision, and then boom, they just died. And then what? And then they realize that their spirit are separated from their physical body, and, and it's... So, when is the time for people to surrender their lives and believe in Jesus, it's now. It's as up. It's as soon as possible. That's why we're telling you this, that in advance, okay, the Lord sent us this message through a vision, through an angel, through John, okay, uh, through John by an angel, so that, you know, we have, a, this is a heads up of what's going to happen. That's why I hope Christians are, are, are awakened by this book, by this message, by this topic, you know, to move, okay, to preach the gospel, to testify, to tell their friends, to use social media that, you know, they must be born again. You want eternal life? Do, do you want to know the way to life? Very simple. The Savior himself said, you must be born again. John 3, 7, he said, Do not be surprised at my saying. You must be born again. It's a must, friends. It is a must. It's not a suggestion. Being born again is not a... Born again is not a religion also. It is the state of being in Christ Jesus. It is you surrendering or committing your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, realizing that you're a sinner, you cannot save yourself, and that somebody died for you, somebody paid for your sins, and all you need to do is repent of your sins and believe in Him. You, you need to place your hands, your life in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then 
that is the only time that you are secured okay so guys uh let's move on all right so oh verse 11 okay hold on just a minute okay verse 11 verse 11 verse 11 before before we read verse 11 to you just this morning i was reminded of of songs okay songs like what hallelujah because from verse 11 this is about the, the uh, jesus our heavenly warrior defeating the beast okay defeating the the champion of the, the dragon the, defeating the champion of the uh of uh, of the devil that's why you cannot pledge allegiance to this fourth kingdom the one world government you cannot pledge allegiance to that government because that government represents the devil himself remember the devil or the dragon handed over his authority to the beast we read that to you that's revelation chapter 13. so you see what people will see on earth is the beast ruling the whole world but actually the one ruling the beast the one that gave authority to the beast is the dragon revelation 13 you have to understand that's why christians will not submit to the beast okay why is that because they know that submitting to the beast is submitting to the devil himself receiving the mark of the beast is receiving the devil himself you must understand that friends you must understand please okay please catch that <laughs> don't miss it don't miss it the, you know the beast is going to offer you a better life a more convenient life that's the catch that's the that's the that's the 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 the, the fruit in the garden of eden that's that's the temptation that's the bait okay that's the word that's the bait okay but okay beyond the bait is beyond the serpent okay that tempted adam and eve is what is the devil remember the same thing the, the genesis chapter 3 and the the fourth kingdom which is the kingdom of the beast okay remember this that the bait is the good life the bait is the is a better technology okay but behind the beast behind the serpent is who is the devil it's the dragon that is why friends ladies and gentlemen i'm so excited with verse 11 because in verse 11 whoo finally the redeemer okay the redeemer comes and then he will destroy the beast hallelujah now if you want some details on that you know i we, we encourage you to watch our series on the two opposing kingdoms we we did a series on the two opposing kingdoms so you will understand that there are only two sides of the coin okay there are only two uh okay so uh, from verse 11 hallelujah i remember the song of paul wilbur days of elijah you know the chorus says behold he comes riding on the clouds 
shining like the sun at the trumpet call lift your voice it's the year of jubilee and out of zion's hill salvation comes hallelujah there's gonna be a great rejoicing i don't know i don't know you know when when that time comes and how many times i believe maybe just maybe we'll be you know singing this line there's no god like jehovah 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 there's no god now when you see how god is gonna you know he is gonna march and you see all the enemies falling down without sweat <laughs> with no effort you say wow there's no god like jehovah amen this is this is a unique war friends <laughs> because we're used to watch war movies and in those movies we see our the 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 the, the champ okay the, the 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 characters you know they, they're really fighting they're doing their best you know but this war no one will be wounded i mean on the side of god <laughs> we will be just you know be by his side eh, on his corner and just praising god hallelujah 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 so there's no god like jehovah amen and then there's another song this is an old old song that i just remember this morning like while contemplating on verse 11 again the song goes like this the king is coming the king is coming i just heard the trumpet sounding and now his face i see the king is coming, the king is coming, praise God, he's coming for me. Aren't you glad, friends, that our Lord Jehovah Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, right? He is coming for us. Hallelujah. Now, last song, last song. Now, I, I, I like this song so much. In fact, I, I posted a, a link on my Facebook account where uh, the, the, this song was sung by uh, Ron Kenoli. Okay, Ron Kenoli. But uh, I got these uh, lyrics from the song uh, sung by uh, um, Sandy Patty. Okay, <laughs> Sandy Patty. So, the, the title is uh, We Shall Behold Him. This is an anointed song, all right? It says, first stanza, The sky, the sky shall unfold, Preparing His entrance, The stars shall applaud Him, with thunders of praise, the sweet light 
in his eyes shall enhance those awaiting and we shall behold him then face to face hallelujah we will behold him we will see him face to face Woo! i know we're excited with face to face church right but this is more exciting than face-to-face -face church. This is face-to-face -face with the Lord Yeshua. Let me jump to the next uh, stanza that's, that says, The angel will sound the shout of his coming. Woo! He is coming. And the sleeping shall rise from their slumbering place. From the graves they will rise. And those remaining shall be changed in a moment. And we shall behold him. Then face to face, you know, the last chorus says, We shall behold him. Oh, yes, we shall behold him face to face in all of his glory. So, you see, it's gonna be a glorious day, friends, when Jesus comes. We shall behold him you know it's better if you you know check the link in uh in youtube and watch sandy patty or or ron Kenali or you know there's a lot of artists in 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 the internet that sang that song and so you can have a a glimpse of the feeling of what's gonna be when he comes amen all right, so verse 11, finally, let's read this. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. <clears throat> his eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but himself. Okay, so we don't know. Verse 13, he is dressed in a robe deep in blood. And his name is the Word of God. So you know who that is, the Word of God. Verse 14, the armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Why? You know, because we were wearing the same attire from the wedding feast, <laughs> right? See that? <laughs> from the wedding celebration, from the end it all celebration, and then going down back to planet Earth and taking over by force. Taking it by force. And it says, where are we? So the armies of heaven, verse 14, were following him, 
That's you and I, friends, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Verse 15, coming out of his mouth, a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. Remember this, when Jesus comes the second time around, he's not going to come as a baby. No more manger thing, okay? He's not going to ride a donkey, but he's going to conquer the earth, right? So remember that. He's not a, 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 a baby or, or someone that you can push around. No. You've got to respect the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's coming as a king, as the Lord, as the Almighty God. And guess what? He's so powerful. You see? It says, coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. The nations, not just one individual. Okay? This the sword that will come out of his mouth can strike down what? Nations! It's more than a nuclear, you know, bomb, you know, because nations, just like that, like a snap, in, 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 in a snap, but it's not a snap. But it, what I meant is that, you know, it can tear down nations. What kind of weapon is that? You know, what kind of weapon is that? Now, maybe this is symbolic and maybe it's not. But you know what? Nothing is impossible with God, right? So let's, let's finish this. Verse 16 says, On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of lords hallelujah i'm excited i'm excited i'm excited verse 17 says and i saw an angel standing in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in mid-air all the birds huh? all the birds can you imagine all the birds all over the world you know they, they, they will be called because maybe bacterias you know, are not enough to decompose. But the birds, okay, all the birds, not just the vultures, not just those the carnivores, all the birds, okay, flying in midair, they are going to become all carnivorous. <laughs> all the birds! <laughs> Hallelujah! So, Take note of that. All the birds, all the birds, calling all the birds over. And the angel called all the birds. Come, gather together for the great supper of God. So there's going to be a wedding supper in heaven. And then down after that is going to be a great supper of God on earth. Okay. Uh Conquering the nations, those who refuse to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ, those who refuse God, those who rejected the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, they will be conquered, they will be defeated. Verse 18 says, so that you may eat. So all the birds were called so that they may eat the flesh of what? Of kings, of presidents, 
flesh of kings, generals, and the mighty, of horses, and of their riders, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, great and small, everyone who did not submit to the Lord. What? All the enemies of God, you know, they will fall down and their flesh will be eaten by the birds. Wow. There, there has not been a war such as this war, this magnitude. Okay. Verse 19, Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their enemy armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. So, no. Verse 20, But the beast was captured. Ooh, ooh. The poor beast was captured. So you don't need to fear the beast, friends. Because he's nothing. Okay? That beast, the fourth kingdom, the fourth beast is nothing to God. He is nothing. When I mean nothing, it's if there is a word lesser than nothing, then that's it. Compared to God, the beast is nothing. The beast was captured with with it, the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. Okay, remember the false prophet, which is the second beast, who uh, who caused the people to create a, a sophisticated uh, AI technology of the first beast, so that anyone who will not worship the image of the beast, the image is the abomination that will cause devastation or desolation. So. You see, the beast and the false prophet, or the first beast and the second beast, all right, were captured. Okay? The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Verse 21, the rest were killed with the sword coming out of the mouth of the rider on the horse, which is the Lord Yeshua, who is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. There were swords coming out of his mouth, okay, and killed everyone, okay. Those, the, the armies of the beast were all killed. And verse 21, the last part says, and all the birds gorge themselves on their flesh. So you see, this uh, feast will be the feast of the birds, eating uh, the, the flesh of the armies of the beast. So uh, if you are a soldier, when the fourth kingdom is organized, you know, they, 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 they form up and then you, you, you know and you realize that that kingdom, that one world government, the fourth kingdom of the beast is actually the kingdom of the devil himself. So, friends, ladies and gentlemen, hallelujah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a glorious day. And, 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 and uh, we, we're going to see, it's going to happen just like that, okay? We will be with him, we, we, you know, the, the, our leader, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords is is going to take over this planet and we will ride with him, okay? 
and 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 uh, the, the the swords that will be coming out of his mouth is going to kill the armies of the beast and the lord himself will defeat all the enemies of god and he can do it he can literally do it alone but we will be there to witness how the king of kings lord of lords will defeat them without effort effortless no sweat friends no sweat without wielding a sword with his hands in his hands you know there's no need for that because swords will be coming out of his mouth okay so no need to use guns friends no you, you, we don't need to bring anything just ourselves hallelujah and then what you know the lord jesus does not need automatic weapons no need for grenades and no need for reinforcements no need you know he doesn't need radios to call for reinforcements no there's no need for tanks no need for rockets and nukes and and, and you know, there's no need for air force or navy or ground forces or snipers there's no need for that you know the swords that will come out of his mouth can strike what nations nations boom just like that gone forever you see this is this is the is the the, the biggest war ever the greatest war but the, it's it's like what the war is over yeah it's over just like that <laughs> hallelujah you see, how powerful is the word of God? You see, God who gave life can take it anytime he wants. Remember that. So in my opinion, the word that made the whole creation come into existence can also speak words that can take the life out of it. Amen. Amen. So the one who gave life so that the whole creation can be alive, can come to existence. It's the same power behind it. It's the word. You know, in the beginning, God said, let there be light, let there be this, let there be that. And it happened by his word. And then at the end, okay, by his word, boom, nations crumble down. They die. Okay, why? Because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the mighty warrior, has come to take over the whole planet. You know what? He is the rightful owner. Who created the heavens and the earth? God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So legally, He owns everything. Everything belongs to God. So it is just right for God to return and take everything for Himself. God is going to restore everything back for the glory of God. And so when that happens, hallelujah, you should be on that right side. Always choose the side of God because I tell you in the end, in the end, He will win. He will win. Okay, so remember that. And so friends, 
Ladies and gentlemen, hallelujah. That's how powerful God is. Okay, nothing is impossible with God. Therefore, fear God only not. Not germs, okay? Fear God. So our Savior will conquer the nations just like that. By the words, by the sword that will come out of his mouth. So it, it's, it's very easy for him, right? Um, hallelujah, hallelujah. So the armies of the one world tyrant government will end at his command. At his word, at the command of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go back to our emphasis. Oh, emphasis. Emphasis, because there's a lot of it. I want to point to you the highlight or the keynote or the apex. This is the highest point, you know, the, 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 the main point for this topic. On chapter 19 okay not just that Jesus will win the war because it's an easy war for him okay but that because you know you know the the the, the Lord Jesus Christ taking over this planet is is a sure thing so there is no no need to debate on that but okay I want your you you're, you're, I want you to focus your heart and your mind on the wedding reception. Are you invited? Okay? So the marriage supper of the Lamb, that's verse 7 and verse 9. Let me read to you verse 7 and verse 9. It says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. So verse, what's the next one? Verse 9 says, Then the angel said to me, Write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. So there, there, there's going to be a wedding feast. So let's uh, return to that so um, let's talk about the marriage supper the what is the marriage supper of the lamb okay the marriage supper of the lamb is the glorious celebration of all who are in Christ Jesus meaning to say you must be born again to be part of this wedding reception okay you must be born again okay I'm gonna explain to you why because first who is the king of kings lord of lords that is Yeshua HaMashiach or called, uh, also called Jesus Christ our Lord. He's the one who died and on the third day he rose from the dead. He resurrected. Okay. So, and he said to Nicodemus the priest, he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Okay. Unless a man uh, is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he told Nicodemus in John chapter 3 verse 7, do not be surprised that I tell you, you must be born again. So the Savior himself said, you must be born again. It's not a suggestion, friends. Again, it's not a suggestion. You must be born again. So he said, so he is the bridegroom. Remember this. He is the bridegroom. And what did the bridegroom said? He said, you must be born again. So the only way for you to be saved is you must be born again. Period. Okay? So guys, so in John's vision, 
uh, in Revelation chapter 19, John saw and heard the heavenly multitudes, congregation, praising God. He say, hallelujah, okay? Because the wedding feast of the Lamb, the wedding uh, reception, literally, or the wedding supper, was about to begin. And the concept of this marriage supper is better understood in the light of the wedding customs in the time of Christ. So during the time of Christ, their wedding custom is different from the wedding, the weddings that we witness here in our time. It's, it's so different. So let me explain to you the three major parts of the wedding customs during the time of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me uh, explain that to you. So only three. Okay, number one. First, a marriage contract was signed by the parents of the bride and the bridegroom. And the parents of the bridegroom or the bridegroom himself would pay a dory. Excuse me. Would pay a dory to the bride or her parents. Okay? And then the invitations are sent. So you see, it will it happens at the gate. Uh, the entrance of the city okay so the, the the all the contract all the transactions they happen uh, uh, at the gate okay so witnessed by the elders okay and, and and so both their parents will be there the 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 bridegroom and the bride will be there bride to be okay <laughs> And the groom to be because the, the groom will offer a cup to the bride to be. And then if the bride will refuse the cup, then it's there, there is no wedding. But if the bride will drink from the cup that the groom to be will offer to the bride to be, then there is a wedding. And then they, they will sign this contract and then the door will be given uh, as part of of uh, the expenses that they will pay okay they're gonna pay uh, the for the um, preparation of the wedding so they need the dory okay for the preparation now the preparation is like uh, give or take one year okay so the first part is the what signing of the marriage contract now in our time uh, the wedding ceremony and then later on the the signing of the marriage contract and then and then the wedding reception right so you see uh during their time in the old days the the contract will be signed first okay <laughs> of course the the bride to be should drink from the cup that the the groom is offering him Okay, so the second step is the second step or the second stage or the second phase is the process usually usually occurred a year later when the bridegroom accompanied by his male friends or his entourage went to the house of the bride at midnight creating a torchlight parade through the streets the bride with her maidens would all join the parade and end up at the bridegroom's home so the, the bridegroom with his entourage they are going to fetch he is the, the groom will fetch his bride okay uh, uh, together with uh, 
with the <clears throat> maidens, okay, the bride and her maidens, and then they will all end up at the bridegroom's home. And this custom is the basis for the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew 25, 1-13. So just read that when you have time, okay? So number three, now this is the third phase. Okay, number three. The third phase was the marriage supper itself, which might go on for days, as illustrated by the wedding at Cana. In John chapter two one to two, so 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 th this is how they celebrate celebrate the weddings before you know it takes a long time, but you see that's not practi practical today because you know uh, <laughs> you know if you feed people for one week of celebration wedding feast, wow, it w you're gonna spend a lot of money. Okay, so guys, uh, this is not practical today, but you know, nothing is impossible with God, you know. So, um, going back, what John's vision in Revelation pictures is the wedding feast of the Lamb, or we can call it today wedding reception, okay? Uh, and uh, that's the third phase, okay, in, in Revelation chapter 19. So, you ask, what? What? Why skip phase one and phase two? Or where is phase one and phase two in the narrative? Where is it? Why, why is it that when he comes, you know, when Jesus comes to take us to himself, we, we're going to end up in a wedding feast? You know, because the answer is this, because the implication is that the first phase have already taken Place. Okay, so let let me make the connection. Okay, again, phase one is what? The signing of the marriage contract, the giving of the dory, and then the invitation is being sent out. That's phase one. Phase two is what? The torch light parade in which the groom and his entourage will 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 fetch the bride and the her maidens and then they will all end up in the groom's place okay and then there is going to be what we call the wedding supper okay so that's three phases okay let me connect it today the first phase was completed on earth when the dory was paid to the bridegroom's parent, that's God the Father, meaning to say, when Jesus came and died in the cross by his blood, okay, the blood that Christ shed on the cross on the bride's behalf, okay, was already paid for. So the dory was paid for, okay, the contract was signed, and that everyone whose names uh, written in the Lamb's Book of Life are all in. They are all in. Okay, so so it's already paid. The price was paid when Jesus was sent as a sin offering. He came representing man. Okay, so that he can represent our sins. Who can, he can 
bore, He bore our sins and died and nailed it to the cross so that we do not need to die for, you do not need to pay our debts. He paid it for us. The debt that we could not pay at all, He paid it. And He was a righteous one. He, the Lord Jesus Christ was sinless. That's why when he was killed on the cross, death cannot hold them down on the grave. Grave cannot keep him. Why? Because he was sinless. That is why on the third day, he rose from the dead. He conquered sin and death. That's why he said, I am. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me have passed from death to life. People, all you need to do is surrender your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you die, you will resurrect again. Why? Because you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He conquered sin and death. Friends, ladies and gentlemen, there's no other hope. There's no other way to be saved than to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So, friends, the first phase was done already when Jesus died in the cross. And then it says the invite, uh, the, the, the dory was given and Jesus is offering life that through his blood your sins are forgiven. So now the invitation was sent out. It is the, the preaching of the gospel just like right now. I'm preaching the gospel. Okay? I, I, I'm telling you, you must be born again. That is the invitation. When I when when I read to you John chapter three verse three, John three seven, when Jesus said, "You must be born again." That is your invitations. Okay, that is the invitation. Uh, everyone, that's the the first phase. No, the second phase is that. Jesus is coming when he comes. Now, we read to you Revelation 19 and in, 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 in that chapter, we see him coming, taking over the planet. You know, uh, John 14, 1 says, do not be troubled in your uh, do not let your hearts be troubled believe in god believe also in me verse 2 in my father's house are many rooms if it were not so i would have told you but i'm i'm going to prepare a place for you and it says if i go to prepare a place for you i will come again and take you to myself so that where i am there you may be also in niv it says if i go and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come back and take you to be with me so that so that you also may be where I am. So he's going to come back. And we will be with him. And that's going to be forever. Okay, so friends. Uh, now in chapter 19. You know. Uh, we know that uh, a redeemer has come. Uh, 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 to redeem us. And we, we will be in a wedding, okay? Feast on that day because that is going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. That is phase three, which is the final step, okay? It is, uh, it is our view that the marriage supper of the Lamb takes place in heaven in its own uh, set time, okay? And then the great supper of God will also happen on earth, right after that the birds will feast all the birds will feast on the flesh of those 
who are on the devil's side. So, uh, that is why uh, reading Revelation 19 is like uh, skipping the other parts of the wedding. And, you know, it's like we, we ended up, or we, it's like jumping directly to the wedding feast or the wedding reception because phase one is done. Check. Now, here's the thing. Phase one is now. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died in the cross. Okay? But the invitations are being sent ever since until today. It's your turn right now. Friends, you who are watching us, it is your turn. Okay? It is your turn. It is your choice now whether to accept the invitation or not. Because if you don't accept the invitation, you will never be part of this wedding reception. Okay? Because to be part of that wedding supper or wedding reception on that day when Jesus will come and take us to himself, to be part of that grand wedding, you have to choose today. Because the invitation is sent around the world by many believers, by the servants of God. They testify about who Jesus is and what He did. And it's your time, friends. Okay? So, when He comes, when rapture takes place, when resurrection takes place, okay, resurrection, rapture, the, the next phase is the wedding reception. And I tell you, we all must be there. And how? How will that happen? Respond to the invitation today. So friends, uh, if you have not done this, now you realize that uh, you're not saved. Because you cannot save yourself. Remember this, you cannot save yourself. We are all sinners. And the sin that started with Adam and Eve, because they cannot pay for their sins, it was passed down from all generations, from the time of Adam and Eve to the time of Moses to the present time. You read Revelation chapter, I don't know, Romans chapter, what the, I forgot the chapter. I think chapter 5, where it says that, you know, those, the sin was passed down from generation to generation up to the present generation. And the, the only way for us to escape death, eternal death, is what Jesus paid for the atoning sacrifice, the atonement that Jesus did. He paid the price because God is just and He will serve justice and when justice is served no one will live. We're all condemned. You know, for the, the Bible says the penalty, the wages, the pay, payment, the penalty for sin is death. But the, free, the gift, it's a free gift of course, the gift of life. But the, but and what's that? The penalty of sin is death, but the gift 
is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, it is only through the Lord Jesus Christ that you receive forgiveness of sins. So, friends, if you're considering to place your life in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, that is a good decision. And what I'm going to do right now, we want to give you the opportunity to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because like uh, the, the book of Revelation, you know, w when Jesus says, you know, uh, let me um, read to you. That, uh, it says, uh, Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because that time is near. Because that time is near. So if it was that near during the time of John at Patmos, 2,000 years ago, friends. 2,000 years ago. Okay, let me read to you Revelation 1.1. It says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. What must soon take place? When was this said? It was, this was told 2,000 years ago. That's why it said, it says in verse 3, Okay, blessed are, is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear it and take it to heart what is written in it because that time is near. So if it was near before, how much more today? So friends, ladies and gentlemen, let, let me end this, uh, this uh, preaching today with a prayer we call prayer of salvation. We want you to, to, to surrender your life to Jesus if, if, you, believe, if you, you believe that you cannot save yourself and that you need a Savior. Pray this prayer with me, friends, okay? If you want to live with God in heaven, okay? If you want to, if you want to uh, be happy forever, if you want eternal life, you must realize that you are a sinner. You cannot save yourself. You need a Savior. You need a Savior. And if you want that, okay, pray this prayer. Okay? Let's pray this prayer. You can read, you know, you can file, but follow after me. Say, Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that He rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus. 
as my personal Lord and only Savior. This I pray in, in Jesus' name. Amen. So friends, if you prayed that prayer with, your, with all your heart, welcome to the family of God. This is just the beginning of your spiritual journey. So the first thing that I you know that I will suggest to you is that you start reading the Bible. Begin with the book of John. If you want someone to explain that to you, you can send us um, a message, a personal message that you need help, you want uh, you know you want to be part of a Bible study group and that's a good thing. Now if you live somewhere far from our city from Davos city or you know we have churches in 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 many places you know right now but then uh, uh, I also recognize that uh, Maranatha is not the only church that exists but you know we have a lot of brethren around the world okay so uh, I suggest that you look for a church a Bible-believing church because not all churches believe in the Bible. Not all churches consider the Bible as the final authority. Okay, so we have a lot of partners, you know, uh, those who believe that Jesus is the only Lord and Savior. Okay, uh, those who believe that religion cannot save you because religion only represents good works. But it cannot save you, friends, because salvation is found in a person. Okay? So you must understand that uh, you need to look for a church, a Bible-believing church. Okay? Uh, um, okay, so I think that's it for now. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We're going to close in a prayer, <laughs> another prayer. Let, let me uh, bless you with the blessings from the Lord okay thank you Lord Jesus thank you that uh, that this is it's not a coincidence uh, for you know for people to be watching this program and we believe that um, it is you who order our steps and that Lord you orchestrate everything so that we that everyone are given the chance to hear the gospel today lord thank you for ministering to your people thank you that your presence your 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 spirit our greatest teacher you know lord your your holy presence have consumed us thank you for visiting everyone in their own residences and that lord thank you for speaking to our hearts for explaining to us the truth in in your book in your narrative and and uh, and uh, continue to minister to us lord continue to help us understand the meaning the the, the revelation in this book in your book the last book the end game story Teach your people, O oh God. Oh, oh, Lord, alert us, Lord, 
and, and help us prepare the body of Christ to move, to preach the gospel, to reach their friends and everyone else. Use this program, God. Use us for your glory. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace, both now and forevermore. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. God bless you, friends. Thank you for joining us. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless. <laughs>